Hello and welcome to today's podcast. So today I have the last of the 1959 lectures that I have on file from Neville Goddard and this one is titled The Value of Dreams. Um, And this is one of my favorites just given the experiences that I've had with the you know visions and and mystical dreams and stuff like that so Neville tells his audience here we use the words God or Christ or imagination interchangeably they mean the same thing if I use the word God because I am moved to use it or the word Christ it is the same thing it is the fundamental power that created and sustains the universe and which also sustains our environment We are told there is a secret to the whole creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And by Him were all things made, and without Him was not anything made that was made. We could use the word imagination, but the secret here is Word. What is the Word? Something was made that was made. You have been taught to believe many things about the Word. Read the Bible and you will find what it means. For no one familiar with the scripture could fail to see that the word is the dream of man. You have been taught it is the some being, or you have been taught it is some being, born in a miraculous way, without the offices of a man. Well, it is, in a way. I have a dream and it comes out of nowhere. It depends on no outside help. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a dream. So the void of God is the dream of man. Blessed is she, for she believed that this spoke to her would be fulfilled. It was told to her in a dream. From the beginning to the end of the Bible, God is always speaking through a dream. In Job, he speaks of two types. The first is a dream and then a vision of the night. And there he will open the ears of of men and frighten them with warnings. I do not have to fall asleep here to dream. The nightmare is the rearrangement of the daydreams. They are rearranged dramatically and presented to me. If my purpose is faulty, it terrifies me with a warning. There is one given in Genesis by Israel. He was first called Jacob, and then he wrestled for himself the new name of Israel, or Israel. From then on, his dreams were objective facts, so the dreams were real. He made a bargain with his uncle Laban that all the spotted and striped animals in the flocks were to be his, and Laban agreed, thinking Jacob would be little more than a slave while he worked to win the first daughter and then the second. And then the Lord appeared in a dream and told Jacob all those goats and rams which leaped upon the flocks when they came to drink were spotted or striped. And as the flock spread where they came to drink, then the offspring became, as in the dream, spotted or striped. And Jacob became richer and richer, and his father-in-law got nothing from his hard bargain. What he saw in the daydream, he saw in chronological order in the night dream. We see a thousand things during the day, and often violent things to be arranged and dramatized in the dream of the night. So it may terrify us with warning, for we are told my word will not return to me void, but must be accomplished that were that where unto it is sent. 
and the word of God is man's dream. Could you dream today? That is the word of God. Throughout the whole scripture, we are told of the word of God, and we think something is actually going to speak to us. It could come that way when man fully awakens, but it is usually but it usually comes in a dream. Solomon was promised great riches and long life, and then he awoke and it was a dream. God always appears speaking to man in a dream, so the void of God is a dream of man. It need not be a dream, or it need not be a night dream. Live so in your daydream that the night dreams follow in a chronological order just as Jacob saw it regarding the striped and spotted calf. Though all the flock is brown, I will see them spotted in my mind's eye, and that which was brought forth was brought forth in the image held. He saw what he wanted to see in the day dream, and then in the night dream. It came forth in chronological order, but man is terrified by his dream. But they are shown him only to get him to think more constructively during the day, for a god as man's imagination. I could pick up a, or I could pick out a dozen people in this audience tonight who have written me about controlling their daydreams. Here is a man whose property was going to pot, his tenants were behind in their payments, the stepfather was drinking, and the children were shabby and neglected. Instead of taking legal action, the owner took an imaginary ride, passed his property, and saw it in well kept state, in which he desired to see it. Things began to happen. The woman broke her leg and went to the hospital. At once, the stepfather disappeared. When the woman recovered, she went away for a time with the children and returned with a new husband. The place is now in better condition than it has ever been. The children are all well cared for and the family happy and contented. So blessed is she that believed that this spoken to her would be fulfilled. For everyone is merry. The owner of the property was married. You have a dream of what you want to be, and you see it clearly in its fullness. Now blessed are they who could believe this spoken by God. For God's voice is man's dream. So can I believe that I am now what I want to be, and be faithful to the voice of God? Then my word shall not return to me void. If I can believe, it will come to pass. It has nothing to do with your background. For God speaks to man, and he does not care who you are, for it is through the medium of one's own dream that he speaks to you. Have nothing to do with this man, for I have been troubled in a dream concerning him. So spoke Pilate's wife. Pilate receives this note from his wife when the one who was the embodiment of truth stood before him. Pilate is the embodiment of reason and truth and does not reply to reason's voice. But reason could not believe that God speaks to man through a dream, so he did nothing. God can speak through the night. God can speak through the night dream, but it usually frightens him, and because he does not understand it, he speaks to man in a dream, in a vision of the night. He does it that we may change our purpose and change our deeds. For if night after night my daily thoughts are rearranged in my night dreams, so that they terrify me. Then what am I doing that it should be so? For night after night he dramatizes my day, but not in chronological order. He takes the whole day and dramatizes it. And if it is not pleasant, it will terrify me to get me to turn from my deeds and my thinking and rearrange the furnishings of my mind and come to the point where I can wrestle with this being, my inner self, as Jacob did and get a new name. 
so that my daydream can then be projected at night, just as I dreamed it during the day. Jacob wanted the model, wanted the mottled and striped one, and it comes just as he saw it. The entire Bible from beginning to end is a vision of God speaking to man, and he speaks to man through the medium of dreams. Visions are different from dreams, and they come by grace and only to bear witness to the progress that you make, to mark the milepost on the way. Sometimes you do hear a direct voice, but that is rare. But God is always speaking to man through his daydreams. The voice of God is heard by man in dreams. In the beginning, he places man, Adam, into the profound sleep, and there is no record he was ever awakened. And so he is still sleeping. Then God spoke to them in the cool of the evening. It is all imagery. It is man in a profound sleep, and God is speaking through the medium of dreams. Numbers 12. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak unto him in a dream. You do not have to fall asleep to dream. Everything in the world is talking to me, and I am talking to myself, and my own wonderful imagination is God speaking to me. And the beginning was the dream, and the dream was with my imagination, and the dream was my imagination, and by it were all things made that are made. So I begin in a dream, but I can change my dream, and changing my dream, I change the activity of my imagination and change the phenomena of my life. If I do not change it, it remains the same. If you know someone who would like this or that, you do not raise a finger physically, but dream it for them. What would it be like if it were true? Represent them to yourself as if their dream were true, and then you do nothing to make it come to pass. For a true dream has its own way of fulfilling itself. That is your word, and it cannot return unto you void. But I am free to change the word of God and change the sentence, and make it spell something different. You can take any twelve words and express devotion, or by their rearrangement express something frightful. The word of God is the dream of man. So what are we dreaming? If you would only believe it and become the one of whom it was said, Blessed is she who believed that this spoken to her would be fulfilled. For you are this being spoken of. Think of the most ideal state you would like to realize and do not modify it. Think of the ideal state for you. No two want the same thing. If you would want to do what I am doing, it very likely I would not care to do what you are doing. But dream nobly. You have the word. Its use may cause seeming convulsion as this man's did. He did nothing but take his imaginary ride past his property and see things as he wanted them to be. But then what might be called a convulsion, the accident to the woman? He had. He has asked, did he cause the accident? Certainly, his word caused it. It took that to free the woman from the monster who was living off her. Was it not a little price to pay to get free and to enjoy what followed? But be careful what words you are speaking, for the word of God is the dream of man. And since man's dream is caused by his own imagining, then who is God? In this past week I have had one heavenly experience after another with my father, for I have those, for I have thought so much about him. He is part of the drama of the night, and I can take any of these parts and find their meaning for my instruction. 
Here the other night I was with my father. I knew he was gone, and he knew it, but he knew the boys could not see it. My but my brother Colin went out in the rain and got some fly fishing. Now he employs two or three thousand people, any one of whom could have done this for him, but he went out in the dream and got these flying fish himself and brought them in. Now in the islands there is nothing cheaper than fly fishing. If you want dolphin, you ask for dolphin, etc. But if you just... But if you just ask for fish, you always get flying fish. And in the dream, my father said to me, It is wonderful. He has no false pride, and he can use his own hands to do what some think only servants should do. My brother was one of the eight sons who bore my father to the grave. My dream was not frightening to me, for I knew my father was where Colin could not see him. But he was looking on and was proud that his son showed himself to be without false pride and could do what any employee would have would have been glad to do. <clears throat> By taking today and living so fully in imagination as the man I want to be, then I am obeying the word of God. I can take the same word and distort it, for I am he. For the word of God being the dream of man, and that springing out of imagination, that is God. So God, Christ, or imagination are interchangeable. And the whole thing is speaking of your own wonderful human imagination. But if, during the day, I modify the word, because of the evidence of my senses, then the word I have sent out, I have voided. But if I have remained faithful to my image, then it must accomplish that whereunto it is sent. Everyone can hear God, for everyone is God. You are not some little thing divorced from God. People go to church and kneel and try to get the ear of God, and they hope that God will forgive them for something they are condemning themselves for. This, too, is a word of God. But what confusion! There is no one to intercede for when we are all one. So stand on your own two feet and speak the word for everyone and for yourself. Then it has to fulfill itself, for imagination creates reality, and there is nothing to stop it. My father stood on a beach in Barbados 30 years ago and saw it as a perfect place for a hotel. He never faltered in that dream. The years went by, the owners finally died, and when it came up for sale, the one person who could have paid for it twice when my father could had gone to Brazil, and his cabled offer arrived 24 hours too late. My father's dream came true, though he made it thirty years before. He was Jacob, and he wrestled, wrestled with an idea until it became real. He first made it real in his mind's eye, and when the time came, the one person who could have outbid him was called away. My father did not devise that, but when the man of Brazil remembered the sale and sent his bid, it arrived twenty-four hours too late. Everyone here, you are God. You are not some little thing beating your head out. God became you that you may awaken and know that you are he. Nothing you have ever done caused the so-called fall. There is no original sin. It was God, actually, willingly and lovingly, becoming his own creation who was called man, that he might awaken it to become himself. It was purposeful and deliberately done to awaken his creation. And when it awakens, it ceased to be created, for it is God. 
so he who comes after me is preferred before me. Why? Because it came first. This which was first an image and was lit by God and is God, then has no beginning. That is the secret. Something that had a beginning is lit by something that is beginningless, and it becomes it. So then it is also beginningless. The form is lit and becomes the center of imagining. Then you will understand the words, Return unto me the glory that was mine, before the world was. So man is the true sense, or man in the true sense cannot begin after he is lit by God. So take your most wonderful dream, and no matter what the day seems to bring, a dream is God's word, and it cannot fail. Can you believe you are the woman you want to be? Stick to that and control it, and do not let it become a jumble in the course of the day. For if you do, then God will take the jumble of the day and rearrange it in the dream of the night, and it might terrify you, but it will only be to instruct you. These dreams are created by you in the course of the day. But if you would now only see, or if you would now only set the pattern of life, you want and remain faithful to it. It cannot return to you void, but must be accomplished, or must accomplish its purpose. So you will find all through the 66 books of the Bible that he is always appearing to man in a dream. Never mind the holy men or holy places. Wherever you stand, that is holy ground. Take off your shoes, Moses, for where man stands there is God, for God is man. Do not look for someone to come in robes, etc. The real man is a, is a natural man and acts in a natural way. But buried in him is the second man, the Lord from heaven, and that is God. Let the natural man beget himself on his divided image. But that man died, the natural man. Yet you are told you are gods. We are told they condemned Jesus, not for what he had done, but because he blasphemed. He said he was the son of God. But you told them, I say, the law tells you this, Psalm 82. I say you are gods, sons of the Most High. But you shall die like men and fall as any other prince. The scripture cannot be broken. So I blaspheme when I say I am the son of God. I tell you I am consecrated and sent by my Father. And you call me a blasphemer? You are actually the Son of God, the Son of the Most High. The second man must awaken the natural man. So you will die like any other natural man, but nevertheless, the real you is the Son of the Most High. When he said he was going to die and yet that he was the Son of God, they did not know he spoke of the second man. The first garment into which I am woven, must be discarded as I awaken from within to discover who I am. First, I must put on visibility and become mortal. And Blake writes, Whatever born of mortal birth must be consumed with the earth to rise from generation free. And what have I to do with thee? The mother of my mortal part with cruelty dismold my heart. And with false self-deceiving tears did bind my nostrils eyes and ears, disclose my tongue and senseless clay, and me to mortal life betray. The death of Jesus set me free, and what have I to do with thee? This garment, the body, is to be used as I awaken, but as I become more and more awake, I can prove by a dream that I am he. The story is, God 
and bring me Jacob. He who formed me from the womb to bring Jacob again unto him, bring me that state of mind that can predetermine. He wants a son like himself, but who can bring Jacob? And how can I find him when he is so small? Yes, he is so small, but who will bring him? For he formed you in the womb, Mother Nature, to bring Jacob. He wants to awaken in every being one who can create as he creates. For he creates by the word, and God's word is man's dream. Now let us go into the silence. Okay, so that is the end of Neville Goddard's 1959 lecture, The Value of Dreams. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you in the next podcast. Have a wonderful day.